0: hello and welcome to between the mountains podcast with me chris today we've got a bit of a special one it's kind of an expedition on a sort of itinerary hike you could do troll timer Uh, last year i don't know if you saw it on instagram a guy called falke uh hiked and trekked a christmas tree all the way through the terrain through some storms through snow and set it up on the rock jutting out 700 meters above the lake there and it's insane. If you check the show notes or if you check the website, you'll be able to see photos of it. I'll put it on there, but let's get into this. Just quickly before we do, this was recorded in May, so I'm getting out now before we start a new setup of the podcast in November, but I hope you enjoy it. So hello, Falke, to the podcast. How are you doing
1: today? Hi, I'm doing good, thanks.
0: Perfect, perfect. Today's quite an exciting one. So um, I, I first saw Fal- Falke's Instagram uh, last year. So that is December 2019, right? December 20, 20- Yeah, December 2019. Yeah. Um, uh, when he was doing what we're going to talk about today, which is dragging and hiking a Christmas tree all the way to Trolltunga and setting it up on the little rock peak and uh, sticking the lights on which I thought was absolutely hilarious so I thought it'd be brilliant to get him on the podcast to chat about that and another one of his journeys but today we're going to be talking about putting a Christmas tree on Choltunga. Um, How was it for you? Well
1: it was great uh, like hiking in the mountains in general I I love being outside uh, and I love photography Uh, so combining both Uh, and then having the christmas spirits up in the mountains too that's just a bonus
0: yeah i mean one of the big questions i had while while watching it was why or why did you go about doing this
1: i don't know if i have a really good answer to that it's uh, it's something that just lives inside me i want to do something new something that i haven't seen before and that's uh, n- not necessarily just dragging around the, on a Christmas tree. It's it's in general, it's the photography uh, side of me that uh, have an urge. Uh, so, um, so
0: yeah. And Choltunga wasn't the first one that you've done, was it? Where, where did you do it the year before?
1: Yeah, uh, I went to uh, the Sherry Bolton, um, with a Christmas tree the day before, the year before. Uh, and uh, and uh, I also had a plan to go to Prekstolen uh, a couple of years ago before that. Um, but that was uh, in the same week I was planning to do it. Uh, there was someone else that did it. So I was like kind of bummed out and I thought, "What? okay, I'll have to find something new. And then, well, Sherag was, was the, the logical one. And the following year, uh, I had to follow up. So
0: uh, so that was to yeah. For sure. And uh, for for those who don't know what Sherag Bolton is, uh, it's this uh, well, boulder lodged between two cliffs, basically, isn't it? Uh, about a, a metre and a half wide?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: So it's quite a small area, but enough to to put a Christmas tree on. Um, and yeah. we did a podcast on it. So for anyone interested uh back in may 16th uh i we released a podcast on it so i'll put that in the show notes too but uh but yeah let's let's get back to troll sorry for that <laughs> digress
1: <Yeah. laughs> no, 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 just fun.
0: yeah i was just i was thinking let's let's go into day day one and, and what gear are you bringing how are you planning this
1: yeah well there's a lot of gear that needs to be brought uh just for winter hiking and uh, then if you're a photographer you have tons of more gear uh, and then you have add Christmas tree on top uh, you of course need the basic survival gear like tent uh, and of course how to get around skis and uh, sled to pull everything uh, and then you need sleeping bags and you need hot clothes, wool uh, and of course food um, so there is a lot of stuff to bring and, and uh, you're having, yeah the, the sled's getting quite heavy uh, and then especially pulling uphill, uh, for those who walked to Trolltunggai, it's, it's, it's not really, it, it's a long, long day's hike. Uh, but in the winter time, it's, it's a bit, uh, we tried to do it in one day, but we, it was a bit too long. So we had to cut it into two days and then spend one day there and then one day back.
0: Yeah. For sure. And I was actually going to ask you that because I did Trolltunga in November last year and that was cold, icy. Uh, we got lucky with the conditions. Uh, the guide called it Norwegian flat. So once you get to the top, uh, she, said it, she said it's Norwegian flat nearly all the way, which is basically not so flat, um, which is, a, I thought was a funny phrase. But the conditions just three weeks later when you did this were insane. What were the conditions like? especially compared to summer.
1: Yeah, well, there we had some problems with the, the conditions because, like you said before, there wasn't really a lot of snow. Uh, and to do this, I kind of needed snow to get in. If not, it would be a lot, lot worse because bringing all the gear on a sled is one thing, but bringing all the gear on your back, it's a completely different thing. Uh, so we were kind of depending on the snow conditions. So... The days before, I was checking the weather constantly. I was calling around to local people, to the the, the called the mountain rescue people, to see if they've been out in the area and to see if they had um, had some local knowledge of the this current snow conditions. Uh, and and most of the re- um, response I got back was was really bad. There was most people said that there's not a lot of snow. Um, so we were kind of wondering if it's it's going to be going to be uh, even possible to to do it. Uh, but then we decided we'll just have to try. Uh, and it turned out the the snow conditions was really good, were uh, were good enough. Uh, but the weather conditions were turning for the worse. Uh, so as the departure date uh, closed in, the the wind picked up. Uh, and uh, we were kind of discussing if it's uh, uh, possible to even do it. Uh, but then we decided that we, we should, uh, we should uh, go for it. And uh, because we we of course have the proper gear to, to survive in the winter. But still, there's always a risk. So you need to mm-hmm. kind of weigh through if it's, uh, if it's yeah, uh, worth it um but the day came we started the first hike and we had arranged with a local guy that if there was if it was possible to take his snow uh, scooter uh up the first uh hill to the uh, there's a parking lot which is a bit higher than the first parking lot Uh, so we didn't have to walk kind of on the road up um so so and it turned out the snow was uh, just enough for the snow scooter to go Uh so we got a ride up to the parking and we could start the hike uh, uh like uh, there i think it would take a couple of hours to get up there so we kind of cut the, a couple of hours in
0: yeah uh, as for those who don't know the route there's um where you kind of mainly park in in the main area there's um so I'm not the expert I just did it last year <laughs> um that you can take some steps up the left-hand side which is more direct or you can go up this mountain road which has however many hairpins in it um and we did that on the way down after a long day and that killed me enough <laughs> in no snow um yeah. so good effort for getting the for getting the snowmobile left at the top there uh
1: well and then we uh, continued on. Uh, uh, we met the first hill, uh, which is, uh, it doesn't seem like a really long hill. Uh, but uh, we ended up using most, the most part of the day on that hill uh, because it was, the snow condition was, uh, there was a lot of snow, but the snow was really soft. So we were just stepping through, stepping through, and uh, our, um, our skins on our, our, uh, our skis, they were slipping. So we didn't, we had like, it felt like you're walking one step forward and then a couple of steps back every time you walk. So you didn't feel like we were going anywhere. And then you have the heavy, uh, the bulk or the heavy sled behind you. And um and you kind of just feel frust- frustrating. Um, but after like, I would say midday, we got up. Uh, we sat down, we had a chocolate, and uh, the weather was still quite good, uh, but then we looked in the horizon, there's dark clouds and there you can see the the snow uh, drifting up, uh, and the weather was picking up, so we knew that we just had to continue going uh, until dark uh, and then we could set up the camp uh, and and uh well, the camp for the night. Um, and um, the, the original plan was to go all the way in one day, if it was possible. But uh, after just after the first hill, we knew that that wouldn't happen. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, the,
0: the wind looked incredibly strong. So on, on your Instagram, which, uh, which yeah, we'll mention at the end and I'll put it in the show notes too. But I remember watching that story and, I, and I, sometimes I watch it back. Um, the wind gusts you were dealing
1: with I, I think you were trying to set up your tent in the wind gusts were you or no we were just resting um, trying there's a small pile of rocks uh, uh, we were kind of hiding a little bit behind um, and I stepped a couple of meters outside to, to shoot this small video clip of my friend and uh, you can see the wind just grabbing hold of him and always pushing him over um, so uh, yeah the wind is quite intense uh, but that wasn't the second day after we spent the night uh, right, in the tent I'm skipping ahead yeah we spent we were kind of exhausted so we pitched the tent it was getting dark we pitched the tent we went to sleep like almost instantly uh, I didn't remember even eating um, <laughs> so uh, next morning we woke up, we started hiking or skiing, uh, and then, then was the, this weather were picking up. And then we met the kind of the biggest maybe challenge and what could have been a deal breaker uh, for the whole uh, trip. Because we met, there's like a really small valley and there's this really steep, steep hill, uh, which you almost can't ski up. You have to walk it up. And there was just so much snow which piled up making a huge huge pile of snow Uh, and it was impossible to walk up because it's too steep so we had to dig a trench uh, through the whole hill uh, which we had to remove a meter or two with snow Uh, and then we could kind of when we were finished digging the trench we could pull the sleds up and then make a zigzag up to the top and uh, yeah then was this then we went up to the, to the pile of rock and the wind the, the clip you saw, uh, was at that point. And from that point on, uh, it's not really that far to troll to from that point. I think it's like through two, three kilometers, uh, mm. or maybe a little bit more for, but the wind was just relentless. Uh, and, um, my bear was freezing to ice. Uh, and, uh, uh, and yeah, you just, you can really feel the elements. And uh, after walking in the winds, uh, dark closing in, uh, we just reached uh, Toltunga where we had planned to uh, pitch the tent just close by, just a couple hundred meters from Toltunga. Um, uh, and we reached it by, by dark so we could just put our bags down Put on the headlamp and then start pitching tent.
0: Yeah, for sure. At this point, were the conditions still quite windy? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it was quite windy, but we had a huge well uh, rock face which we could pitch our tent behind. So we were kind of yeah. out of the worst wind with our tent. Uh, you can still feel the wind, uh, and we ended up destroying a little bit of some some of the. Uh, the peg holes on the tent uh, because of the wind because when you pitch the tent that's when it's most vulnerable because then you pull it out of the bag um, and you use your skis and some special designs uh, plugs to put in the snow uh, yeah. but but still but it, it wasn't a huge damage so we could still use the tent uh, but that would be a, if if that would be. <laughs> A bigger damage it could be in a different story yeah
0: for sure um and looking at looking at the winds and comparing them to experiences i've had i would say you were dealing with about 90 miles per hour wind gusts i'd say like it was this isn't just a little bit of wind and it was quite yeah. <laughs> quite funny like th- this was some serious battering you were taking
1: um, yeah, it's really I don't know the the miles per hour, but it, I I would say it's about um about thirty two meters per second. That's uh that's like uh almost a hurricane. I'm uh, looking at if now. it's not a small hurricane,
0: seventy one miles per hour. Yeah, um, uh, seventy one miles per hour or one hundred fifteen kilometers per hour, and um. And yeah, the gusts just based off, just based off of what I've done, I, I would say you had some gusts that were at least twenty miles an hour stronger than that. It was it was epic. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you can really feel it on your body. But when you're doing winter hikes like that, uh, you're kind of walking in a in a bubble. Uh, you have a goal, uh, and the goal is to reach the uh, uh, the spot you're going. And uh, everything around you, it's kind of just closed out by the wind and the snow and the snowdrift. Uh, and you're walking and you don't see that far. So you can't like, you're just walking, walking, and then you don't even really know where you are. Well, you have to know where you are, of course, <laughs> but, uh, mm. but uh, you don't give that too much attention. So no. So you're kind of just walking and suddenly you're you're there uh so it's kind of a fun experience as well um yeah, as long as you're properly uh, equipped of course
0: yeah and that's something i wanted to ask you as well which is if you have the right equipment and if you're not on some sort of knife knife edge ridge therefore you're not going to get blown off the side of something uh, i'm getting the impression that you actually quite enjoy the, these winter conditions
1: yeah it's you enjoy maybe not there and then but it's kind of a thing that is hard to describe but when you're finished with it or maybe when you're in your tent and it's hot and, and uh, you're eating uh, dinner um, then you're thinking back and then like yeah i really i love that but yeah when you when you're in your zone you might be struggling you're it, it's cold it's windy it's it's heavy so, uh, so, yeah, you kind of like it, but at the same time, you hate it. Yeah, uh, a lot
0: of people call it type one and type two fun. So yeah. Type type one fun is when you're at the pub with your friends. Uh, and type two fun is when it's not quite enjoyable in the moment, but afterwards, it's really fun. Um, <laughs> and someone else I I, um, I heard once added on that he said, and usually when you're doing type one fun at the pub, you're talking about type two fun (laughs) moments. So, yeah. So anyway, we've reached Trolltonga, we've set up camp.
1: What's next? Next was uh, waiting for the weather uh, because taking the tree, putting it up on the tongue uh, wouldn't be possible in that kind of wind. Uh, So we had two days more, uh, uh, four in total, two days hike in, one day, kind of rest day or, and then we had one day to take the photo and get back. Uh, Of course, taking a photo when the conditions were good. Uh, But the conditions the following day wasn't good at all. It it was quite windy, not like that much uh, like the day before. Uh, So we spent the the better part of the day uh, just relaxing from the hike, uh, because we were both uh, quite uh, exhausted. Yeah. uh and then we also made um a tree foot to put the tree on on the because we brought some some planks uh wooden planks we could we, we drilled the hole in which fit um, the tree uh, mm-hmm. but then th- that would be stable enough it was if there was some kind of wind uh, so we put uh, snow on and then we poured water on to to freeze the foot to the rock, Uh, so uh, that would make it possible to put up, even in high winds, but of course, uh, I wouldn't risk the trees with uh, a lot of plastic and everything and lights and stuff just flying away. So we also use ropes to tie it down. Yeah. Um, So if it would fly away, uh, it would still be attached and then we could uh, pull it up again. Yeah it's very uh, responsible of you <laughs> yeah and um uh, yeah and all we also this was closing to christmas so uh, so we also brought uh, a traditional norwegian um, uh, christmas dish which is called uh, i think it's called stick meat it's like lamb's meat with a which is kind of really salty and then you have potatoes and some sauce and stuff on the side uh, so we had that uh, and we also had uh like some cheese and crackers and stuff uh, just for for snack Um, and also we had uh, yeah of course a lot of coffee a lot of uh, good drinks and uh, just to keep warm and have something to do while we're waiting for the next day
0: yeah and then the next day comes along and that's what
1: uh picture day that, that's picture day. Well, we hoped. Um, so we woke up uh, early to hope, hope to get a sunrise. Uh, uh, it was really overcast. So it was really, we could see instantly that that would be. We woke up like, I think, five in the morning. Uh, sunset, sunrise is like quite late because it's wintertime. Um, and then we started like decorating the tree. Uh, doing all the preparations, putting the lights on, uh, and then we hiked down uh, to uh, Trolltunga We put up the tree. I put up my camera, uh, and we started kind of adjusting everything, uh, moving the tree a little bit, like uh, turning it around and moving some decorations and making everything look, look perfect. Uh, <laughs> and then when the sun started to rise and/or the light uh, came for in. Uh, in in and around, uh, we could take the picture and um, and uh, yeah. Of course, uh, it's I, I really like the picture. I like the, mostly the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the of course, the photographers always want the beautiful colors and uh, the beautiful sky and everything. But I think that uh, the picture I got is kind of more describing the whole story so it kind of adds up uh, to the whole experience Mm. yeah for sure and then
0: after that I imagine just headed home and and got editing
1: (laughs) yeah well heading home is is, um, we hoped that we would get back because this was a, a work day so we both had taken time off to work to to uh, get back home and then hopefully go to work the next day. But of course, if we didn't get down in one day, because that was the plan, um, uh, we could call our bosses and say, hey, we're in the mountains, we, we can get to work. Uh,
0: so Would they have been okay with it, though?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> they, my boss know me. They, they know that I do a lot of different stuff. and uh, So they're quite flexible. And uh, so I guess that's quite good for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we packed our gear uh, and uh, started heading down. Uh, and um, and then we uh, met these guys. they are some like rangers or some mountain rescue people with the scooters And they said that they could take our gear if they wanted because they were heading back. Uh, and we said, well... Maybe if you asked us the other day, we would said yes, but uh, now we're kind of heading home. We're over halfway on the way down. So we said that no, we'll just finish the rest of the the hike with all the gear because then we kind of complete the whole whole thing. Um, So so that was nice of them, of course, to ask, but uh, it was also a good feeling just cruising more downhill, of course, than uh, yeah. than going up. So, uh, so there was a, it was a, it was a good good day, and uh, and um, mood was really good. But still, it is a long hike, even just going down. So we used uh, almost a full day to mm. go down, uh, and then um, when we got down, it was getting dark. Uh, so we packed our gear on the car uh and then we headed to the first bar burger shop and got a huge huge burger
0: yeah <laughs> that's such a good go-to meal isn't it to just yeah fill always... your body back up yeah <laughs> um, perfect yeah and there we go <laughs> there we go i've got a few questions to wrap up with um yeah. but before we do is there anything else we need to know about putting a christmas tree on chotonga <laughs>
1: Well, if you do it, uh, plan for at least two days in mm. and then a couple of uh, photo days to plan for the weather and, of course, bring good gear. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think I would see a lot of Christmas tree images in uh, Trolltunga the next year, so I don't think that people really go to that length. Uh, but there might be images popping up Different places. Uh, that would be fun to see. Which, uh, what the imagination of people can, can, work, can bring up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then that's actually quite a good segue as well, which is um, talking about the amount of days. But one of the things I was thinking of was, especially as a photographer wanting that sunrise shot, how tempted were you just to keep waiting and waiting t-
1: until the clouds cleared? Uh, I was really tempted, but it, the weather forecast. Uh, said that we shouldn't because the wind was picking up, uh, and um, and uh, yeah, we would had, and also we didn't have the infinite of food. Uh, we had enough to s- survive a couple of extra days, but uh, but still, we couldn't wait forever. And um, well, we both have normal jobs to go to, so
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: so. <laughs> I guess uh, that's one pressure <laughs> yeah that's, that's pressure and uh,
0: and speaking of pressure uh, we spoke about it a bit before um, which is you did Sh- Sherag Bolton before and then you moved up to Choltunga which is a, a little bit more epic do you feel pressure to 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 grow again and do something even more epic next time and then yeah. next thing you know, you'll be climbing Everest and putting a Christmas tree on Everest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would be lying if I said I didn't. But, um, but still, I don't really feel a lot of pressure. Uh, mm. But there is a small part of me that knows that I want to do something even more spectacular. Uh, but uh, I think for the most part, I just want to do something fun. I just want to go out with my friend. Yeah. Uh, have, a, have a good time, take a good photo, and uh, have a good story to tell afterwards. For sure. Um,
0: yeah. Um, and in regards, in regards to this trip, um, I'm interested to know if there's anything that you would do differently if you had to do it again.
1: Maybe I'd have a couple of extra days uh, to maybe not even just get uh, the image, but to get different images, uh, not just one Uh, One shot. Okay. Um, Yeah, well, another thing, I might, uh, I would maybe do a different route. Uh, I would try to go over Hadangavida, which is a a huge mountain plateau, and use just like three or four days to get there. Yeah. And then stay a couple of days and then go maybe the easy route back, uh, which is down to the parking. Yeah. Um, Which would be a really nice, like, whole experience thing that would be gorgeous yeah uh, yeah so that would add to the trip maybe not to the photo itself, but it would definitely add to the whole uh whole experience
0: yeah for sure and in regards to the trip that you did do what's one moment that you'd like to relive from
1: it i think that's got to be the the christmas dinner that was <laughs> a really good moment we had a uh, yeah that was just uh, amazing to have like a real Christmas dish uh, in the mountains when it was stormy around us um, <laughs> in the tent so yeah I'd, I'd like to really that uh,
0: I'm, I'm sure Santa would be proud <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and really last question is
1: what's next have you got anything planned for this year There might be something in the works. Uh, I have a couple of different things in mind, uh, but I haven't really decided what. Um, Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Perfect.
0: Well, listen, Falke, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's really been a pleasure to relive, especially for me, a moment which I was just laughing and sharing (laughs) with so many people when I saw it because I just thought it was insane Oh, cool! (laughs) in in such a brilliant way. Um, If we wanted to see the videos from the highlights uh, or any more of your photos, which are all beautiful and fantastically shot anyway, where should we go?
1: Um, kind of my main platform is Instagram. Uh, I have the highlights, uh, like the highlight stories down uh, underneath and the one is from Xerag oh, and the one is from Trolltunga. So you can head over to uh, Eklaf, that is uh, my name backwards. So it's E-K-L-A-F. Uh, and, um, and also Facebook, if that's, you can just write my name, find me on Facebook. I have a photography page uh and also i got a tiktok just recently uh which i make uh some different stuff i make like uh, coffee videos uh drinking coffee in the mountains and that got quite a huge uh ridiculous as it is yeah uh, so that's kind of funny
0: well i'll put all three of those things in the the show notes of the podcast so anyone who wants to go and check them out you are more than welcome to go and click away and, and go and see it but um but yeah, Fal- Falke, thank you so much for coming on. It's really been a pleasure. Thank
1: you. No, the same. pleasure has be mine.
0: If you enjoyed that episode, please do subscribe and follow or consider it at least. Um, you can join in with the community with the links in the show notes as well. Come and join our Facebook group too. Share your stories and your photos and videos. I really, really want to see them. Um, otherwise... Have a brilliant day, share this with a friend, consider signing up on Patreon and I hope you have a great day, see you in the next episode.